are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Wildcats your first listen of the day. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, now we've got a ton to get to this show. First and foremost, though, we are going to talk, obviously, about Arizona basketball because that is the uh, that is the uh, the straw that stirs the drink. How about that? Um, now, to rehash, first, Tommy Lloyd has done a remarkable job because many people, including myself, were wondering, Tommy Lloyd, do you have an idea of what you're going to do with this roster? Um, keep in mind, this was after not having a great recruiting class his first year and losing out on Ryan Nemhard. But um, more so than anything, you just he had five guys at basically the uh, basically about five weeks ago. Tommy Lloyd then steps in and says, "I am the winningest coach in college basketball history over my first two years, and here is why, and that's why you are running a podcast." Tommy Lloyd did it. Um, he has revamped this roster in a huge way, a way that is incredibly impressive, and not only that. He's also been able to uh, kind of take care of all the weaknesses. Now, um, I think we're kind of at the point now where you got to look at Arizona and say that they're the Pac-12 favorites. Now, I, I would have uh, scoffed at that uh, press or at that premise as recently as well. I don't know about uh, a month ago, but and we'll talk about some of those teams. But everything that Lloyd, uh, everything that Arizona fans wanted Tommy Lloyd to do, he has done, and he has done those in spades. First and foremost is he got the uh, um, he got he got tougher. Now listen, uh, one of Arizona's biggest uh, weaknesses uh, recently has been that they just haven't been a very tough basketball team. They've been very skilled, and again, Tommy Gunn's done a great job with that. But at the end of the day, they also haven't been. Like I said, they haven't been the most skilled team in the world and are the, uh, the toughest team in the world, and that's shown itself. I mean, you look in the first year. Now, again, that team was obviously much better and had some real tough dogs to it. But Ben Matherin, or excuse me, uh, Ben Matherin, Dalen Terry, Christian Coloco, et cetera, et cetera. But you had Kerr, you had Azulis Tabellis, guys that just don't really embrace you know, physicality, kind of that big moment right there. And we saw that against Princeton. Arizona drastically outperformed, I think, what they should have. And against Princeton, uh, they kind of never want to say choke, but they weren't ready for the moment in the way that Princeton was. And that's just a uh, that's just a fact of life right there. Um, one other thing, too, about this squad that uh, you also have to look at and say you needed ball handling. How many times last year did you see when Arizona would go against a trap, would go against uh, something, and they would not be able to handle the ball? Um, and that, I mean, honestly, uh, Courtney Ramey was an all right ball handler. He was definitely the best on the team, but Kerr was just kind of okay. Um, Pella Larson couldn't dribble. Uh, said Henderson more of a taller wing. So you had problems, and honestly – from my perch, I was always a little bit surprised that uh, teams didn't press Arizona more. As a matter of fact, I thought they should have because um, for the reasons that we just put out right there. So 
Arizona goes out there and revamps its entire backcourt. Now you've got uh, you've got uh, Kylan Boswell running the point, X five star point guard uh, out of California via Illinois via Arizona, um, and uh, I think I expect him to be a massive, massive upgrade. Um, he I think can be fourteen points, five assists, and honestly, I think people are just going to be happy with seeing. And again, he did some very good stuff. Definitely tip of the cap, but Kerr kind of eh, all right. Uh, it was, I think it was better for both parties to move on. Um, and then uh, next to him, you got Jane Bradley, another point guard, guy that's familiar with, uh, that you're familiar with at the U of A. Uh, you know, able to handle the ball, able to uh, get into the lane, something that Arizona didn't have last year. So that's obviously very nice as well. Then you got Caleb Love. Caleb Love, another player that Arizona didn't have figuratively and literally. Um in that he could make play, he could make plays off the bounce. Now, again, as we talked about, probably not the most efficient dude in the world, but I expect Tommy Lloyd to be able to work with that and get that better. And then you got um, uh, you got Kashad Johnson and you got Umar Ballo up front. Kashad Johnson um, will not put up the numbers that uh, will not put up the numbers that um, uh, Julius Tabellis did, but he's also going to be physically, he's going to be stronger. He's going to be tougher. And again, he dropped, got 13 points, four assists, or four horses, four rebounds in the national championship game. Um, and he was at seven and seven in uh, uh, San Diego State. And again, love uh, San Diego State does a great job there. I'm uh, obviously not breaking any news, but they're also not tech, uh, offensively the most uh, advanced uh, group in the world, though, either. So that's something to certainly keep in mind uh, with all of this. Then, um, you know, uh, uh, then off the bench, it becomes interesting because you got a lot of international possibilities. Pella Larson, I believe Pella's better off the bench. Again, my bad, Pella. I was wrong on Pella. Pella, you're much better than I thought you were. But there are still some limitations to Pella. Uh, that's not a backhanded compliment, or that's not a backhanded remark, because I would kill to have been in Pella's spot when I was his age. I could kill to be in Pella's spot now. Um, but that's kind of your team right there. So now let's talk about it. I think they're the Pac-12 favorites because I think they marry the best roster with the best coaching out there as well. Now, I'm a big Andy Enfield guy. A lot of people think Andy Enfield stinks. They couldn't be more wrong. I think Andy Enfield's a good coach. Um but there are obviously some limitations. Let's talk about SC now because they're pretty much set. In the backcourt, it's dynamic. It's probably as talented as there is in the country. You got Isaiah Collier. You got Boogie Ellis. Both those dudes can play. Isaiah Collier is going to be a top five pick. He's arguably the best player in the country coming in. And then you've got uh, Boogie Ellis, who's going to be one of the best scorers in the country as well. Average, uh, I would imagine he's going to average close to 20 points per game. Something like that. Um, he's good. He's very good, as Arizona fans know. Then you got Bronny James at the three. Um, Bronny James is, you know, he, he catches a lot of arrows from people, and I'm not exactly sure why, but I like Bronny James. Um, he's not he's not his pops, obviously. You can look at him for two seconds and realize that. But he's a very good defender. He's a good athlete. He can get after people. I like him. I think he can play. I think he's a good, uh, I think he's a good player to have right there. Um and then uh, you've also got uh, uh, Kobe Johnson, probably going to play the three or the four, three, four kind of combination. Then up front, you got Vince the Prince and you got Joshua Morgan. I like their size. I like where they're at. Um, both those, uh, both those, uh, that, that entire roster is nice. 
Andy Enfield, not a great coach, but he's a good coach. And when you got talent, I think that is more than good enough. Now, one thing that we do need to talk about, though, that is there's no question about is bird dogs. Birddogs.com uh, backslash locked on college. I don't even like wearing shorts. I know you live in the desert. You're supposed to wear shorts. I'm a pants person. Bird dogs, though, changed it because bird dogs is comfortable and cool at the same time. And when you're somebody like me that lacks in cool, the cool factor, bird dogs is here for people like me or the cool people that just want to step a little bit above and be even cooler. Birddogs.com backslash locked on college. Check it out. Um, again, uh, there's a reason you'll see so many of the hip people wearing bird dogs. It's because it's fun, because it works, and it makes you look cool as well. Or if you're already cool, it makes you look even cooler. Check it out. Bird dogs. All right. Now we're going to take a quick break. We're going to keep talking about the rest of the Pac-12. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats and making this your first listen of the day. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right. Now, let's talk a little bit about Oregon basketball. All right. Oregon's weird because I'm a big Dana Altman fan. Anybody knows you've heard my Crete jokes before. Uh, they're very good jokes. Uh, Dana Altman from Crete. Um, but... Uh, Oregon was essentially running the conference until about two years ago, and now they're not running the conference. Um, they've also been a little bit – how do I put this? Um, they've also been a little bit uh, just skip, you know, hit or miss. Um, I think some of the players that they brought in they thought would be good weren't. Uh, Quincy Garrier, same thing. Those numbers from Syracuse did not translate not good. Um, and then you got some other dudes as well, just didn't translate for whatever reason, just is what it is. Um, but now I think it's gonna be a little bit different. You bring you got first of all, you got back in Folly Dante, and Folly Dante is going to uh be the best big man in the conference. Um, I think at about 6 11, 235, 240, he's gonna he's dominant, he's gonna be a beast. Um, he's going to be the best big man in the conference. Um, and I expect him to be an All-American type. And then lining up next to him, you're going to have K.J. Evans, a five-star kid out of Georgia. Arizona fans are very familiar with K.J. Evans. We thought we were going to get him, but he chose another school. His loss, not ours. We're fine. But uh, he'll probably line up next to him. Then you got Nate Biddle at the uh, kind of being that 4-5 who can stretch the court. Um, you got some real options right there up front if you're Dana Altman. And that's generally when he's at the best, when he's got a lot of options up front. Then on the wings, you got Mookie Cook, five-star kid, who Arizona obviously recruited as well. Then you've got uh, um, you've got uh, uh, Devin Cambridge, the crummier of the Cambridges from ASU. And then you've also, <clears throat> excuse me, you got uh, Jackson Shellstead, five-star point guard coming in, probably going to run things. Keyshawn Bartholomew. Uh, kind of a solid, you know, kind of a solid player there. I believe Cuisinart's back. So you've got a lot of talent there. And I think un I think unlike uh, past year's team, this talent's actually going to work. Um, and so that will be interesting to see exactly what happens there. But I am enthused. I do believe that this is going to be a, a, a very good Oregon team. And then after that, it becomes kind of interesting in the conference. Colorado is everybody's uh, – everybody loves Colorado. and. 
there, let's be honest here. There's some real reasons to like Colorado. You bring back to Silva, you bring back, uh, you, um, you're bringing in Cody Williams, top five uh, uh, player out of Arizona. Grrr. And you bring in, uh, uh, obviously, you got Eddie Lampkin. You got some real skill there. You got some big dudes up front, and you got some young talent. I think, and again, I love Cody Williams. I thought the U of A dropped the ball with Cody Williams. But um, he's also not going to be the guy that comes in and is Kevin Durant immediately, where he's dropping, you know, 28 points per game or, you know, doing the Carmelo stuff. He's probably going to be more like uh, 11 and 6. 11 and five, something like that, which is totally cool. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with being 11 and five, whatever the case may be. But you also have to remember, though, too, that um, you also have to remember, though, too, that that Arizona, I think when it comes to um, I think when it comes to all of this is going to be. I think they'll match up more than okay with Colorado. I don't worry about Colorado. Somebody said the other day they'll believe in Colorado when they see it. I'm kind of at the same stage. Not that they've stunk, but I'll believe that they're a top 20 type team when I see it. Um, Then UCLA is going to be interesting because UCLA, this is going to be Mick Cronin's first year with his own roster. And it's going to be an odd roster because you got Dylan Andrews at the point. Who's good. I like Dylan Andrews, totally fine with Dylan Andrews, but then you've got a lot of uh, uh, Stefanovic's, um, you've got a lot of international players right here. It's going to be interesting to see how Mick Cronin navigates that because, again, this hasn't been exactly been his bailiwick in the past. Um, I think this team. I don't. I'm not very bullish on this UCLA team. As a matter of fact, I think that UCLA is probably going to be about. I think they're going to be about the fifth best team in the conference. But we said we were only going to talk about four teams. But that was a tease because I still wanted to make fun of UCLA as well. And then ASU is going to stink. Um, heck, maybe they make the play-in game, but who knows? Now, uh, one thing, though, about all of this is I was looking at this, and this is kind of the fate that I have in Tommy Lloyd. There were a couple teams that, well, I'll be honest with you, USC. If USC had Tommy Lloyd, I'd probably pick USC to win the conference, but USC does not have Tommy Lloyd. Arizona has Tommy Lloyd, and that's why I'm picking Arizona to win the conference. But again, you got to give this man a ton, a ton of kudos for what he's been able to pull off right here. I didn't think that he'd be able to get pulled something off like this. And not only did he pull it off, he's been able to get exactly the players that he wanted, exactly the roster that he needed. And I think that's what you have to be incredibly enthused by if you're an Arizona fan. And then it's showing no sign of stopping. I think that it took Lloyd a little bit of time to kind of transition and figure out what he needed to do. But you look at 2024, you got Jamari Phillips coming in. I believe he's going to be a McDonald's All-American. You got Carter Bryant, McDonald's All-American lock. And I'd imagine you bring in another domestic player or two, but then uh, probably fill it out with an international player or such. But either way, Arizona is going to be a uh, Arizona is going to be a force for the foreseeable future. Again, a lot of people were questioning whether Tommy Lloyd could recruit or uh, navigate the transfer portal, and the portal for me was really the one because I figured once Lloyd, you know, really started recruiting guys, really started, you know, getting in there, and uh, they understood what he needed, I figured he'd be pretty good. But I did worry a little bit about the uh, the transfer portal, especially. When it came to Ryan Nemhard, Ryan Nemhard, that how that whole thing went down, I thought was troublesome just because it felt to me like he didn't really have a uh, a feel for how this, uh, you know, for 
how a player was thinking. And that's something as a coach, you've got to know, you got to know how a player's thinking. Um, obviously now my, uh, those fears are alleviated a little bit right there. Um, so again, good, good stuff for Tommy Lloyd. Now let's talk about where they are in the national landscape coming up here next on Locked On Wildcats. Thanks for making Locked On Wildcats your first listen of the day. All right. Now, where does Arizona rank nationally Where right here? Where should they rank nationally right now? I would say the first thing is that um, – I would say the first thing is where – where in the grand scheme of things is there teams that are clearly better? Everybody loves Kansas. Now, not only does everybody love Kansas, um, but let's just look at Kansas for a few minutes here. You got Dewan Harris at the point. He's fantastic. But he's also not kind of that overwhelming. Um, he's uh, also kind of not that overwhelming um, uh player that you know gets into the lane can do a lot of different things right there he can get into the lane but he also is not the uh, he's also not the kind of player who will be able to um you know for lack of a better term take over a game and drop 25 28 29 30 points whatever the case may be um now a couple of the uh um uh, a couple of the other dudes a couple of those other guys um couple of those other guys are going to be fascinating as well. Sorry, I had somebody looking at my door. Um, Kansas, though, to me, you got Dewan Harris. You got McCooler. Um, you got up front Hunter Dickinson. Hunter Dickinson doesn't do much for me, though, because he's kind of that slow-plotting Big Ten guy. Don't really care about him much. He doesn't do a ton for me. Um, then, up, uh, you know, but at the other positions, I like K.J. Adams. But, again, not a guy that is going to drop 25 points on you. He's going to play really good defense, be an intangible dude, all of that kind of stuff. I don't really worry about him uh, too much, but again, he's very good. And then you've obviously got some five-star kids coming in as well. But if Kansas is kind of the metric to which every, everybody should uh, base themselves, I'm all right with Arizona, to be honest with you. I'm more than okay with Arizona because um, I think that they have the same strengths. Everybody's got some flaws right there, but from Arizona perspective, what do you have? You got ball handling, you got scoring, you got high IQ, you got toughness, you got size, you got a lot there. And people talk about Caleb Love and, well, you know, you're going to have a six through a bunch of six three guards out there. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, when you got two big men, though, that are traditional big men, I'm more than okay with that, especially because in college, I also feel that the, uh, I also feel heights a little bit overrated on the perimeter. To me, it's kind of like, you know, you don't see Gary, the Gary Payton or Mark Jackson, you know, back down, back down, back down, back down. That didn't happen in college. And because quite frankly, these guys aren't good enough to do that or the ball would be stolen, whatever the case may be. Um, but, I, you know, I look at it and I think this it's game on for Arizona Wildcats. I believe that Arizona can be a top 10. Uh, I believe Arizona can be a top 10 team. And I believe that Arizona can compete for a national title. Now, will they get to that level? Who knows? But I do believe that they can get to that stage right there. And not only do I believe they can get to that stage, um, I believe that this could be Tommy Lloyd's best team, which is saying a lot because you're talking about Ben Matherin. You're talking about uh, – you know, uh, Christian Coloco, dudes like that. But again, you got to give Tommy Lloyd a lot of kudos, though, for what he's been able to do, um, because a lot of people didn't think he could do it. And he showed that, you know, he's a great coach that uh, was able to listen 
take inventory and everything on his roster. All right. Now again, so again, we're bullish on Arizona here on Locked on Wildcats, as we should be. All right. We'll be back with you. As always, though, really appreciate you listening to Locked On Wildcats. We've got a new little streaming platform here, which is fantastic. Working out a few of the little kinks right here, but we'll get this all done. But as always, though, really appreciate uh, you all. We'll be back with you. You've been listening to Locked On Wildcats.